Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. points to you if you know the reference of that and since I can't wait to give you the answer it's not like where in person I could be like what's your guess what's your guess it's a full house reference howdy ho ranger joe anyway now that I just took up a whole almost 20 seconds of your time what's up it's Diana Jebbia you are listening to the believe in bravo besties podcast Remember, if you weren't following me on Instagram and TikTok, make sure you do that. It's at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. I keep you filled in on all the latest Bravo tea recaps, all that good stuff, which, boy, we have a lot to talk about today. And while you're on IG, make sure you follow Believe Podcast Network at Believe Podcasts, B-L-E-A-V, and Believe Pop Culture. That way you could check out all the amazing shows that Believe has to offer. And seriously, they are amazing. So, how was your week? I definitely have to get into my weekend because it involves Bravo and it was wild. OK, so my friend Beth Ann was in town this weekend and we went to all the Bravo bars. Of course, Friday night, we started out at Tom Tom, had a little drink, made our way over to serve for dinner. Then we went to Pump. Then we went back to Tom Tom and then back to Sir because, you know, we're crazy like that and it started out as a really classy night classy girls night classy drinks classy dinner and then just took a very steep decline okay a very steep decline we were at tom tom i don't know how many drinks in this was sorry mom i didn't puke okay but you know, everyone was kind of just chilling, sitting in the boots around them. But Tom Tom has like a really good mix a lot of the time. And on Friday, there was no exception to the rule. Like they were playing the kind of music we would hear at Farrell dances. And like when in high school, like I went to an all girl school and Monsignor Farrell, which is where the Impractical Jokers went. That was where we would go to our dances, like the all girl school and the all boys school dances. No, I did not know them. But anyway, it was like the music I heard in high school. Um at, at the feral dances like the that um like usher like that kind of stuff and I'm like oh my god this is so good and we were feeling ourselves and we're dancing and we think we're like the coolest ones in the whole bar only two dancing minus this like couple who might as well have been getting it on next to us and the bartender just goes you guys are weird if I give you a shot will you take it like no matter what I give you and we're like oh yeah yeah sure so like we take a shot and he starts pouring Casamigos Reposado tequila, which like, if you listening don't know, that's a very good brand of tequila. So like he must have liked us. That's like George Clooney's um, tequila. I'm going to take a sip of my Kirkland brand wine, not fancy tequila. But like I start sweating when I see him pouring the tequila because I don't like tequila. It makes me nauseous and like, thank God I didn't puke. But this guy was just literally like, if I give you a shot of anything, you have to take it. And we're like, oh, my God. And, and then it's like expensive ass tequila. And I'm just like breaking out in hives. But yeah, we took it. And then the night was just like, like steep decline from there. 
Um, yeah, we went back to Sir, and our bartender's name was Ross. And I was like, I like in friends. I'm fine. I'm fine. And like, lucky for us, he did say people called him Geller. So like, the reference wasn't a miss. Wasn't a miss. We interacted with Raquel. She was lovely to our drunk selves. Cause then I was like, we should go to In and Out. And she's like, oh, I wish they delivered, but because of the line being too big, they don't. So. And, and to clear that up, I know it sounds like I just invited Raquel to In-N-Out. I did not. I would have. But I know I was talking to Bethann. I'm like, we should go to In-N-Out. Like, too bad they don't deliver. And she's like, yeah, I know. Raquel said, yeah, I know. It's because the lines would be too big. So we Ubered to In-N-Out. <laughs> what did I? Oh, my God. And then um, I went to bed. I put on the nanny. I'm big into the nanny lately. I'm feeling very homesick. And there's just something about the nanny and, like, New York City that just makes me feel more at home uh you know like her relationship with her mom reminds me of mine so I put that on and I passed out at some point not like passed out as in like medically wrong like passed out as in fell asleep I woke up at 6 a.m and my makeup including my full set of eyelashes was still on Thomas had never seen such a mess in his entire life. Oh, my God. But you know it was a good night. And then the next day, I went to this sick Airbnb that Bethann was staying in at Malibu. Seriously, it was a mansion. And we just had a lazy hangover day because we cannot party like that anymore. We cannot party like that anymore. West Hollywood did not know what had hit it. Did not know what had hit it. Like, everyone was just staring at us. I mean, we had fun. And that's all that matters, right? That is all that matters. So now that I've told you about that crazy weekend, how about I tell you about some Bravo tea? Yes, we have to spill some Bravo tea. And like, there are some updates. Listen to me type. Tom Girardi, things are not looking good for him. Thomas had never seen such a mess in his entire life, okay? So he has been officially disbarred. This is from People magazine, not from like just random people. This is from People magazine. So, yeah, he has been disbarred as of a couple of days ago. And if you do not know what that means, it means he can no longer practice law, which is an insane fall from grace because this was like a big wig L.A. lawyer, you know, like Aaron Brockovich, that stuff. And now he just can't practice law anymore completely insane so it's I'm looking at this people article right now and it's a federal disbarment so federal obviously has anything to do with like the country and they're still waiting on a state disbarment so like you know things are bad when not only the state doesn't like you but the whole country is like no you can't practice law woof and I mean it just keeps getting worse. It just keeps getting worse because uh, he moved out of that enormous home and into assisted living. This happened today. It's kind of sad. Well, yesterday now, if you're listening, when the podcast comes out. And that's kind of sad. So we know he's been having some issues with mental health. He is under a conservatorship. They're saying it's Alzheimer's, I believe. So it's just truly a steep decline and a steep fall from grace for him. So, yeah. And this whole thing is just getting bigger and bigger, okay? So Erica has gotten some death threats. So recently she revealed how that stolen money was spent, which if I understand correctly, 
it doesn't mean she knows the money was stolen, although I don't know if that necessarily has a big deal to do with, like, if you're punished in this situation. Um, she just revealed that this is the millions of dollars. Like, this is how I spent the millions of dollars. So it was on things like her glam squad, PR firms, a dance agency, and $14 million in American Express purchases, which makes me feel a whole lot better about my American Express bill from vacation the past couple of weeks, okay? $14 million. Can we just think about that for like one second? What do you think her limit was? Well, I should say it probably wasn't $14 million at once, right? Like she didn't put $14 million on the card and call it a day and be like, that's how I spent it. That's probably racked up over time. But still, what do you suppose her limit is? You know, to put all that on a credit card. Also, like the amount of cashback points she gets. And then on the show, she's like, I'd love to know where the money went. But like, I don't know if she did some research. I don't know. It's a very interesting case because we don't know how much she knew, even though it does look shady. I was speaking about this with someone recently. Like, we will never know because we just don't have that much money. Like, it's possible Maybe if your husband is loaded out the wazoo that you don't know every single whereabout of your financial information. Is that smart? Hell no, it's not smart. But it could very well be the case. Um, So she was getting some death threats, which is absolutely disgusting uh, since she revealed what happened with that money. And someone said, like, she needs to be executed. And then Lisa Rinna stepped in and defended her, which I know... People um, aren't thrilled with Lisa Renna's defending of Erica Jane this season. But I think in this case, she was right. So Lisa Renna posted on Instagram. She made a story that said, be angry, be scared, be hurt, be devastated, cry, feel all of the grief, feel all of the feelings. But please don't threaten to kill us or our families. We are here doing the best we can with a real life situation that's playing out in real time. We are devastated for the victims, orphans and widows. Please be patient and hopeful that justice will prevail. That's what Lisa posted in response to Erica receiving death threats. And you know who steps in after that? You know who steps in? Allegedly, because I don't know if this is actually true. Allegedly, Ronald Richard steps in. Yeah, that's the guy who's investigating this whole dealio. Um, And after, I don't know if it was specifically after that defense of Erica, but I, I have read, according to Screen Rant, that after Lisa's been defending Erica all this season, he wants to depose Lisa Renna, which again, if you're not a legal expert, a deposition is something where attorneys put you under oath and they ask you questions. So I guess his whole thing with that is he wants to ask Lisa, like, well, why are you defending her so much? You know, like, here, I have a quote. Hold on says, during an interview with the Adam Newell-hosted YouTube channel Up and Adam, Ronald Richards, who plans to use statements from the show in court, spoke about his plans to depose Lisa Renna following comments she has made regarding Erica Jane's innocence on the Bravo series. If you combine the business manager with the fact that Lisa Renna has been defending her and she's been vouching for her, saying that she wasn't involved, so if you're going to make a statement of fact, you better have a basis of knowledge, the attorney said of Lisa's defense of Erica. So basically, he's planning to depose her because... 
she defended her. That's literally all it is. That's literally all it is. If you make a statement of fact, you better have a basis of knowledge. What? What? I'm sorry. People say facts all the time and they don't know what they're talking about. And granted, um, and a, a terrible embezzlement and, and victims of horrible things aren't involved. But it, this isn't this is nothing to do with Lisa. This is nothing to do with Lisa. This is so thirsty. Stop. Focus on the case. I feel like I mean, again, I'm not a legal expert. This is all allegedly Ronald. Do not come for me. I feel like depositions cost money. I'm not a lawyer, but like I'm not stupid. If you're paying, if you're the victims, right, and you're paying a lawyer and you're finding out that they're going to just depose someone who's on the show who, like, defended her friend, I don't know. I feel like if I was funneling all this money into a rich lawyer and that's what he was choosing to do, I would be a little annoyed. But then again, they might think this might help them get to the root of the issue. So like, you, you just don't know with this whole thing. And that's the beauty of it all. And the other beautiful thing about it all is we are watching it play out before our eyes both in real time and on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills so it's gonna be interesting all right some more Bravo tea to spill Paige and Craig Summer House Southern Charm Summer House Winter Charm Charmed Lucky Charms whatever (laughs) they there were lots of rumors that they were dating with the spinoff but They are insisting they're not dating. In fact, an insider told Page Six that the two are good friends and not dating, even though they went to a freaking PGA tour outing this weekend. I'm sorry. Who just goes to a PGA tour outing? Like, that's a golf event. If you're a girl, I can see why Craig would find that exciting. If you're a girl, and I'm not stereotyping, but most girls don't care about golf. I do know a few who do. I do know a few who actually played golf in high school. So they might be people to go to a PGA outing. But golf is like, it's not like hockey. And I love hockey, so maybe that's a bad example. But to me, like, for instance, I don't like basketball, right? But I would go to a basketball game. Like, I would go to a Lakers game because it's lively. You can have a beer, like, cheer, whatever. I'm not going to want to go to a PGA game so I can see some stuffy white guys hit a golf ball. No, it's so boring. So my whole point with that is if Paige is going to this PGA tour with Craig, she's got to be into him. At least I think so, because why else would she want to go? She doesn't strike me as an avid golf enthusiast. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. But they are insisting they're not dating. They're just good friends. And they went to Shake Shack, according to page six. That's cute. I like Shake Shacks. Oh, now I want Shake Shack. Anyway, Summer House has been heating up this summer. You know who's been partying with Carl? Mackenzie Dipman from Love Island. Yeah, Love Island USA season two, for those of you who watch. I recently got into that this year. Holy trash bag. It is so good. If you, I mean, the season's over, but you can watch it all on Paramount Plus. This is not an ad for them in any way, shape, or form. But if you need just good, trashy TV, mindless TV, Love Island is it. Because it's just a bunch of good-looking people fighting and, like, making each other jealous and being absolutely dumb. But you grow to love them. You really do. Mackenzie was actually one of my favorites from season two. 
She was with someone named Connor who, get this, looks exactly like Carl. I was going to say Craig. No, he looks exactly like Carl. And he's also from Pittsburgh. So they're rumored to be dating. We don't know if it's true or not. I did hear from someone on TikTok who commented on my video that the two are good friends. But that seems to be a running theme here. You know, I'm very good friends with Post Malone. We might be dating. Just kidding. Although he did grab my hand at the American Music Awards once and it was magical. But yeah, it'll be cool to see if she makes a formal appearance on Summer House. I'm loving this moment for her and I'm loving this moment for Carl because he's grown and we stand growth. All right. Well, that's all the Bravo tea that I've got to spill for this week. We've had an insane Shaws of Sunset first reunion. Like they packed a lot of drama in. So let's get started with that recap. I have to say that this season of Shaws was definitely one of the better ones because mostly everyone was getting along. You know, you saw that reconciliation between Reza and MJ. It was just Mike who was miking it up all over the place, cheating on Paulina with anything that moves pretty much. But yeah, and it was cool to see how Gigi and MJ got along as moms. There were a lot of different things happening that we never got to see in the past seasons just because... Everyone really grew up this year, so I I was a huge fan. So let's, before we get into the recap, how about we talk about Best Dress? Best Dress in my book is Gigi, uh, Destiny, and Reza. Gigi looked like a little fairy princess. She had a lot of rhinestones. I loved her butterfly necklace. Of course, she was rocking an E for Elijah around her neck as well. Loved the big hair. Destiny can get it. Destiny, I mean, I know they said that she got fillers. I think she was wearing contacts, too. I think she was wearing blue contacts, um, and that's also why she looked different. But besides her her um, facial features, her, her outfit was to die for. That tight little dress, yes, the curly hair, oh, we love it. The subtle accessory, she looked gorgeous. And Reza absolutely knocked it out of the park. I think he was wearing a Fendi polo. Dropping the labels. He also said he dropped something like 75 pounds. Daddy Reza, you killed it. Now, worst dress, oh, you know I love her, but it's no shock. It's MJ. I wasn't a fan of the the blonde braid and the gold dress. It just, I don't know. It was, it was typical MJ. It was standard for MJ. It wasn't my favorite look. It wasn't my favorite look. She kind of resembled like a Grammy trophy. But that's Okay. We still love MJ and we expect nothing less from her. Now, this reunion started off interesting because there was a bit of drama before we even got to the set. So MJ got ready at home. And remember during the show when she sent the picture of her boobs to, I believe it was Mike, Shervin, and Nima uh, because Tommy was mad at her. So she did it to get back at him, which again, not really a smart decision. I don't know what she was expecting to come from that, but we've all made stupid mistakes when it comes to guys. We all have. So she's like, yeah, Tommy's not happy with um, MJ about that. He wants no part in the reunion. She's like, hey, can you come out? He's like, no, I want no part of this. Can you just leave? Which I obviously knew that that was the reaction he was going to give. I'm a little intrigued by what the timeline of the reunion was because she did that that was on the last episode when they were on vacation what was it in the redwood forest 
Um, how how long was the last episode and the reunion? Like, how long of a time difference was that? Was he mad at her for that amount of time? Or did he get mad at her and bring it up for the show purposes? Who knows? But that's that's how we start off. And I wonder if this is going to play more of a role in the reunion. They kind of bring it up, but it's not fully you know discussed yet at the reunion itself so mike sends all the ladies flowers and they're really really nice flowers and he introduces paulina to andy and she's like oh mike's the man of my dreams and i'm gonna agree with destiny there paulina's a flip-flopper paulina's a flip-flopper she was talking to destiny saying how bad he's done her how dirty he's done her and right away she's like oh he's the man of my dreams and i mean we know later on why she says that but It's just irritating. There's something that grinds your gears when people have to put on a whole front and pretend like nothing's wrong. It's like that Instagram couple, like everything is so perfect. We're so perfect. And then they go home and it's shit and they sleep in separate rooms and they don't talk to one another, but they post on Instagram, my forever wedding day. That's what it reminds me of. And it just really grinds my gears. Be a true person. Yeah, you don't have to be like, I hate the guy. We're broken up. But be like, oh, you know, like, we're together. We're choosing to work on things. He sucked. Yeah. So the reunion starts up. Uh, One note I wanted to make, Andy always speaks Farsi at these reunions. And it's the most adorable thing because you can tell that the cast appreciates the effort as much as Andy appreciates learning it. So there's like a mutual gain from that. And I just love that. I love this show. I love learning the Persian culture and traditions, and I love hearing the Farsi too. So right off the bat, we get some interesting info. Gigi, Jessica, and MJ are in a mommy group together, and in case you need a refresher, Jessica is Mike's ex-wife who he cheated with, so we now know she has a cute kid, and... They're, you know, Jessica, Gigi, and MJ, they're doing the mommy group thing, and they ask Mike his opinion on it, and Mike's like, no, it's wonderful, and he still talks to Jessica now and then. Hmm. Interessant, right? Can't imagine Paulina's going to feel too good about that. Hint, hint. Stay tuned. Then they start talking about Reza's friendships, with women which was interesting um mj says he transfers obsessions to different girls and i get what she's saying so on the show they specifically brought up you know Gigi, destiny mj and asa but i remember lily too remember lily galici when she was on the show for three and a half minutes reza was obsessed with her so that's interesting but you know reza kind of just credits to you know sometimes we're like siblings sometimes you're closer on the show with others in the group than you are with others. The relationships fluctuate. And I don't remember if MJ said this at this very point or a little bit later on, but she's like, we're two threesomes right now. We want to be one sixthome, which we would like to see. But like, would we have a show, to be honest? If everyone constantly got along all the time, would we have a show? I don't know. It'd be, it'd be a different dynamic for sure. So Gigi and Nima are on the outs again. That was a nice five and a half minute reconciliation ship. Reconciliation ship? What? Reconciliation. Woo! More Kirkland wine for me. Yeah, so apparently Nima was liking some tweets that London made, responding, saying, don't cower to the OGs of the show. They would do never or they would never do anything for you. 
And also, when Gigi was saying why she was mad at Nima, she referred to London as like that chick who was on our show. So I'm guessing that they're not good either. Which are we surprised? It's Gigi. Are we surprised? Gigi is also upset with Mike. So this is the Gigi has beef with almost everyone show. Gigi has beef with Mike for a decent reason. He didn't go to Elijah's first birthday. Mike says it's because Jessica was invited. And Gigi's like, no, Paulina said you couldn't go if Jessica was there, which again, hint, Paulina is not approving of whatever relationship Mike has with Jessica, no matter how small it is. Again, are you surprised? No, you're not surprised. What I'm most pissed off about in all this is we don't start grilling Mike until half an hour in. Why? He should have been in the hot seat for minute negative one, okay? God, he's been terrible this season, but... You know, at least he admits that he told MJ lies about the texts. You know, those, those crazy texts. Are you boob or ass man? That's what I think of. <laughs> yeah, those text messages. Sorry you had to hear that, Mom. Until a half hour in. He should have been grilled about them first. But he, he admit he was wrong. He told MJ lies about his phone being hacked and those text messages being faked. Um... He explains that this girl DM'd Mike and he started a friendship with her and that's when things got sexual. And then we find out that that woman reached out to the whole cast and somehow everyone else was able to shoot her down. Ooh, somehow everyone else was, but not Mike. Not Mike because he likes attention, as he put it in the last episode, puke. Now, Mike's like, and nobody reached out to check on me or, you know, whatever. And Reza's like, I reached out to you. I reached out to you and I told Paulina you should go to therapy. He reached out to her too. So I think that was Reza trying to be a good friend and be like, hey, you, like you're going to ruin this relationship. You got to fix this ish. But of course, it's Mike, so we didn't. And, you know, Mike apologized too little too late, boo. And Andy's like, you know, why would you make up this story that your iCloud was hacked? And Mike's like, no, it really happened. My iCloud really was hacked. So basically, like, it really happened, and he was just trying to fudge this story in relationship to that. The men are menning, as per usual with Mike. You know, Mike and Destiny are also two people that are not good. You know, Mike is claiming, like, this this texting thing is the only time that something like this happened, and Destiny's like, nah-uh, bullshit. Uh, you tried to get with two of my friends. And, and Mike's like, no, not in Vegas. And she's like, don't deflect. It wasn't in Vegas or Arizona, one of the two, some some Western state. She's like, no, it was here in L.A. Who do you believe out of them? I'm going to go with Destiny. Does Destiny like to stir it up? Yeah, she does. I don't think she has any real motive in getting in between Paulina and Mike's relationship. She's Paulina's friend. She's being a good friend. Mike's being a dick. I'm sorry I said it. I'm sorry I said it. What I like about Andy, which is a lot of things, but what I like about him on this reunion is that he pointed out that the speech made um, that Mike made to everyone at the table when he admitted fault with uh, Paulina saying he cheated, that was a similar speech to when he admitted to Reza that there was a problem with Jessica, like it's eating me alive, and he said it's eating me up. So again, like Mike is just a whole mastermind behind this whole thing. And Mike gets upset about it, and Andy's like, listen, you've been on two serious relationships in this show, and you cheated on both of the women. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for saying what we're all saying at home. I don't know what is Mike's deal. It's on TV. Like, are you 
that delusional? Come on, Mike. It's on TV. And Gigi and Mike go at it. I know Mike was upset with Gigi calling Paulina a bitch, saying, put your bitch in a muzzle. And then Mike calls Gigi a bitch and returns the flowers that Mike has given him. So now we see Paulina and, and we're like, hey, like, we're like, yeah, we're conducting this reunion. I wish. I wish. I would have gotten so hard on Mike. Uh, Andy's like, you know, why, why did you show those DMs that Mike sent, you know, why did you share them? And she's like, well, I did it in out of anger towards Mike. Like, could you blame her? It's time we dump the narrative that women are crazy when they're just doing things. Yeah, we shouldn't always respond with our emotions to things. But like the guy entirely cheated on her and she's going to catch heat for sharing DMs. No, 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 no. She was justified there. But she thinks Mike has changed. OK, OK. And now we learn why Paulina and Jessica have beef besides the fact that, you know, it's his ex-wife that's bound to be awkward. Jessica called Paulina fake to Mike. I don't remember the context of that, which is so inappropriate. I love Jessica, but that's like so inappropriate. Um, And then Paulina was kind of vague about what happened. She's like, oh, I addressed it. I, you know, I snapped back at it or whatever she said. She didn't say what happened. She didn't say what context it was. So, like, why tell us? You know, I don't know. I think my Paulina, my Lena, Mike, Mike Lena is what we can call them because I think Paulina is drinking too much of the Mike Kool Aid. I get that's your man, but like, you can't just blow smoke up his ass all the time. You got to let him know when he's wrong. You got to let him know he is wrong. So Andy's like, hey, do you think that um, history is repeating itself? You know, with with you and Paulina, kind of like you and Jessica. And Mike's like, no, you know, I, I don't think history is repeating itself. And we find out that Paulina does not like Mike on the show. Honey, I don't think the show is the problem. Just going to put that out there. I don't think the show is the problem. And Andy's like, well, you know, if you were given an ultimatum, if, Je- if Jessica, if Paulina, say, was like, hey, it's either me or the show, what would you do? And there was a long pause. And uh, he was like, no, I would leave the show if I was giving an ultimatum. By the way, we're engaged. Like, what? Like, that came out like, <clears throat> it was like word vomit. Like, we're engaged. Shows Paulina's ring. Like, happy for you, I guess. I guess. I don't know. This, there's no way this could possibly go wrong, she said with added sarcasm. And then Paulina's just like, Mike does everything for the kids. He brushes his teeth. He does this. He does that. That's why he's the best. Have we set the bar at the floor? Have we set the bar at the floor? If you're going to be a stepfather to kids, heck yeah, you should freaking brush their teeth and get them ready for bed. It's called shared parenting responsibilities. And then I started breaking out in hives on my couch. Not only because of the show, but like I've been breaking out in hives lately, so I don't know if that was triggered. But yeah, those two are engaged. That's a recipe for actual disaster. And to top it off, the icing on the cake is they didn't sign a prenup. Paulina has kids. Again, Thomas had never seen such a mess in his life. And Destiny has her reservations. And it's just, it's a very difficult situation because Paulina 
is kind of writing destiny off, which you expect, you know, a lot of the times when people have to make a choice between your man, now your fiance and, and your friend who you basically talk shit about your fiance to when he wasn't your fiance. It's just a difficult place for everyone, you know? Of course, Destiny's upset about this. And of course, Pauline is like, well, everything's good now. So like, you're wrong. And we got to wait for part two next week. What an explosive reunion. What an explosive reunion. And that wraps up the recap for this week. Okay, um, I do want to do That's My Opinion this week. We're not talking about Shaw's only because I... Uh, film this or I asked for opinions rather before the Shaw's recap came out but it was a crazy week in Bravo to begin with again with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Ramona acting a complete damn fool on the Real Housewives of New York she was ruining Black Shabbat by making it all about her accepting no responsibility for the fact that she made everyone feel bad and then when Luann had the the breakfast with the Fortune Society Again, a woman was trying to open up about her experience, a negative experience with a doctor because of her skin color, and Ramona found a way to make that about her, too. It was just so embarrassing to watch. Sonia was having a complete fit at Black Shabbat. It was just complete secondhand embarrassment. So I did want to get into That's My Opinion, open New York City up to that as well. That's my opinion! So the first opinion we get is from Marissa. She writes in with her opinion every single week. Uh, she shared an opinion about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And she said that Garcelle is amazing. She likes how she stood up to the group and called out Dorit. Now, if you need a little refresher, when they found out about the lawsuit at first, you know, before Erica was there, Sutton called this meeting and was like, hey, how much do we know Erica knows? And and a lot of the people weren't really supportive of Erica. It's like, oh, could she know? Like, this sounds fishy, blah, blah, blah. And one of those people was Dorit. And I love Dorit. But yeah, she did play both sides of the fence here. And when she was like, oh, I don't know. This is shady, blah, blah, blah. Not in those words. And then when Erica was at, I guess it was, yeah, it was Christmas she was like, oh, we support you. Basically turn the other side of the fence and, and Garcelle called her out on that. So that's what Marissa likes. I do think Garcelle's a great addition to the show. I like that a lot of the time Garcelle manages to stay out of the drama, but she really gets involved when she needs to. And calling someone out in the sense of something like that, that, that was necessary. So yeah, I agree with that opinion, Marissa. And next we hear from everybody's friend. He's my friend. He's your friend. He was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you do. It's Samaj at Samaj with an H on Instagram. Make sure you follow him. He said, this was the hardest episode of Roni, The Real Housewives of New York, to watch maybe ever. Should they leave the house? No, I agree. I think none of that cash should leave the house except Ebony and maybe Leah, if she's with Ebony, to be on her best behavior because what the hell was that? And then Samaj also DM'd me to find uh, to let me know that, or to remind me, use your words, Diana, that that Black Shabbat dinner took place in Jersey and it just always comes back to Jersey. But yeah, that behavior on the episode was absolutely despicable. And no, those ladies should not leave the house. Hey, you can tell me all of your Bravo opinions if you DM me on my Instagram page at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. That episode flew by yet again. I hope you will join me next week. I'm going to have Donnie Hadfield-Smith on. 
from the Know That Pod, a Real Housewives podcast. He's been on the show before. He's one of my absolute favorite people in the whole wide world. We always have the best time. We always have the greatest time when we're together. So you have that to look forward to. But again, follow me on TikTok, Instagram at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Make sure you follow Believe Podcasts, B-L-E-A-V, and Believe Pop Culture. And I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week, sweet babe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.